Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, developed by Iodos Montreal and published by Square Enix, was released on all major platforms on October 26th. Iodos Montreal, known for recent Deus Ex games and Shadow of the Tomb Raider, takes their first crack at a licensed property in a more comedic game than their previous ones. While this is the original take on the Guardians of the Galaxy, fans of the MCU version will recognize the characters. You play as Peter Quill, Star-Lord, but are also able to give commands to Gamora, Drax the Destroyer, Groot, and Rocket Raccoon. The game leads the team on a hilarious and heartfelt mission to stop an infectious cult from destroying, well, the galaxy. The story is about Peter Quill accidentally unleashing an entity which takes over people by appealing to their most personal losses and saddest moments. Peter meets and befriends his ex-girlfriend's daughter Nikki, which he may or may not have fathered. She is wonderfully portrayed by Romaine Denise, who made her character realistic and not just some alien teenage girl cliché. In fact, performances of each of the main cast are great. Throughout the 16 or so hour campaign, you get backstories as well as character interactions that give you a lot more insight to these characters than the movies ever could. The Guardians travel across, well, the galaxy, trying to make money and avoid space police as the cult of glorious golden origins swiftly gains a grasp on the galaxy. Side characters shine with charismatic cosmonaut comrade K9 Cosmo, the familiar but fun Mantis, and the soon-to-be-familiar Adam Warlock, who gets his MCU cinematic debut in James Gunn's upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy 3. From this game, I really get a blend of Telltale's Guardians of the Galaxy as well as uh, Mass Effect. It has the decision-making and deep, engaging story of the Telltale game, while having hefty, futuristic team gameplay, decision-making, and deep, engaging story that Mass Effect executes perfectly. Iodas Montreal's expertise on narrative structure and dialogue is on display throughout and gives shades of Deus Ex as well. The story is the shining gem of this game and is what really kept me playing. It was engaging, entertaining, and especially emotional. While most of the story is told in linear fashion, it is peppered with flashbacks to Peter's past. These sequences are filled with Easter eggs that provide a nice change of pace. The background visuals can be just stunning. It reminded me of playing the Final Fantasy VII Remake last year, as I was just ogling at the enormous and detailed environments in that game. The world itself is much more limited. It's basically run a straight line, get to a fork, turn the right way, or the wrong way, find outfits or upgrade currency, and then just turn around and go the right way. The game was broken up into chapters, which I felt really gives it more of like a issue-by-issue issue comic book feel. Combat is where the game stumbles a bit. The gameplay is mostly a third-person shooter with a blend of strategy. You play as Star-Lord with the signature dual blasters that can be infused with elemental attacks. You're able to give commands to your squad, and time slows down as you aim and can select special attacks for each of the Guardians to unleash on the target. Certain enemies are vulnerable to certain types of attacks, and this is where the strategy part comes in. You are also able to use a special huddle move where Star-Lord will call the Guardians all together for a pep talk. You get two choices of dialogue, and picking the right one will give your whole team a boost of attack while an 80s hype song plays. Don't get me wrong, the fights are fun utilizing your team, rocking sweet combos, and huddling the team together. However, it just feels like there's a black hole where so much potential could be. The huddle mechanic is pretty simplistic, and I wish Iodas Montreal had taken a bit further. The soundtrack is great, but the 80s music really only gets to shine after you call a huddle and few cinematic scenes. You get two total missions where you control the Milano. Gameplay works and is pretty well built for a space fighter. 
There's so much that could have been done with this, especially with the game's 80s music roots, and they did really well at it, but you only get to do it about twice, and I wish they would have done more. Character customization is lacking altogether. You get to upgrade Peter and unlock abilities for the team, but that's it. You get to a point where your team has all of their abilities and your experience just means nothing. It makes sense with no room to really grind for experience as the story is pretty linear, but I just hate that it gives up so early in the game. Perhaps a skill tree would have gone a long way to help change up combat. There are a few minor bugs, such as uh, game freezing during the huddle, which I've experienced and Pat experienced, but they do have a revert to last checkpoint. Checkpoints are pretty frequent, so all I had to do was rewatch a cutscene or two. So nothing game-breaking, and I didn't have to replay hours of gameplay, just slightly annoying. Guardians of the Galaxy came out of nowhere a few months ago, and I was expecting more of a dumpster fire. I was overwhelmed by a touching story with fun gameplay, but it had so much potential that it hurt. While it doesn't offer much in the way of exploration, the story and set pieces are more than enough to keep you engaged. Overall, Guardians of the Galaxy is a great game but it could have been amazing if Iodos Montreal had shot for the stars instead of playing it safe. I give Guardians of the Galaxy an 8.6 out of 10. For more discussion and information on Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy and other games, tune into the Entitled Gaming Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts are found.